in today's episode is a little different um i recorded this episode in a uh kind of a empty room so there's kind of some echoing so excuse me for that if you hear any uh sound issues i apologize that's where it comes from um but i got with two of my coworkers um that surprisingly just left for for Northrop, we all worked at Lockheed Martin together. Um, one's going to Florida and one is going to Utah. But we all got together before they ended up leaving me to talk about our, uh, I guess, engineering upbringing. How, how, how we got to where we are, um, what we expected when we got into the engineering field and, you know, how it's been for us so far and how we try to balance our life between engineering and uh, just regular life stuff. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy and... Um, yeah. But um yeah, so I guess we'll just go ahead and get started. Um I have two guests today from work, Helen and Kirsten. <laughs> I'll let up? you guys introduce yourselves since you know a lot of people don't know you since most of my fan base or listeners are from Florida, so nice. I'll let you guys introduce yourself. You go first, Kirsten. Oh, okay. So you're gonna be Floridian soon. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just I'm gonna be a new Floridian, so yeah. I'm sure she'll catch on to a lot of the lingo that we that we say out there. And you'll have fun out there. For sure. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I never left California. Going to Florida is gonna be fun. You said like somebody said jit. Yeah. Like, what yeah, does yeah. that mean? Just in time? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 It's like a. It's a noun. So it's like a person, place, or thing. But they just use it for everything. Jit. Oh, yeah. like let's go to the jit. No. 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 <laughs> oh, <what was> that? <laughs> no. It's like it's like describing something or like usually they describe younger people as a jit. Oh. But. I haven't heard it, but. You'll trust me. You'll hear it a lot. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, Rob's coworker going to Florida for work at the Space Center. Woo! <laughs> going to the moon. Yeah, going to the moon. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just me. Oh, where are you from? Where are you from? Oh, oh. Like, I, know, I, mean, I know your past, but, you know, other than Oh, okay, past. so I was born in the Philippines, moved here when I was four, thus I have no accent. But I do still speak the language, went to school in California, and then went to work in California. <laughs> Until now. Okay. okay. Oh, okay, school. I went to Cal Poly Pomona. I don't know if anyone knows that. I know Pomona. that. I yeah. wanted to go there. Okay, yeah. It's supposed to be like an engineering college. Yeah, like it's a really good school. One of the public schools for engineering college, yeah. Mm. Like, it's, like, big on engineering. Really? Pomona? Like Cal Poly in general. Or like Cal Poly... Slow. Slow and Cal Poly Pomona. Which one did you go to? The lesser. <laughs> the better. <laughs> oh, Pomona was nice. That was, like, near my my hometown. Like yeah. But, like, I think they're sister schools, but I don't know. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Okay? We just got the degree. Right. right, right. <laughs> we need that later. Um, yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> and Helen, what about you? I know you have a lot to. Uh, yeah. So, born and raised in California. Um, my parents are from Central America. Uh, so I was already. Um, I'm the the youngest child in the family, so I 
was already here, born in California. Um, they came from Guatemala, Nicaragua. Um, they went and left for a better place to live, and there was a war going on, and now we're back here in California. I didn't have to deal with any of that, <laughs> thankfully, but um, that's my story of my family. And then um, went to, decided to go to school in Alaska, University of Alaska Anchorage Engineering. And now I'm working at, wait, can I even say where we're working at? Well, tell us about where you worked at before, where you worked at now. Oh, oh yeah, um, that's good. I, before I worked at, I guess, we're going to say the name. <laughs> okay, we work at Lockheed. And then before I worked at Lockheed, I worked at SpaceX. Um, Elon. <laughs> basically, the got, got the, the midnight emails from Elon. Um, and then before that, I did a ton of internships while I was in college, did a startup for aerospace. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I don't know what. <laughs> What else I no, need no, to get? No, how no, fully in depth? No, that's fine. That's fine. Because I know like SpaceX alone is like a big accomplishment for most people. Like I know people from Florida that like when I was going to school, they were like, oh, "I want to work for uh, Tesla, and SpaceX, and Rivian." And they were like getting denied left and right. So it's pretty cool. Oh yeah. yeah. I you know it's funny too, is because when I when I applied, um, I wasn't even expecting to get hired by SpaceX. I I just like put myself out there like I knew well before I even applied to SpaceX like my sophomore year of college I knew that I wanted to at least get an internship with SpaceX <laughs> so I did all these um, all these internships while I was in college and then also extracurriculars because I knew that SpaceX what they wanted to see was uh, any experience in robotics or rocketry I did both of those so because I wanted to get into SpaceX and I applied like I didn't apply like the other way because it so I heard that it's easier to get into SpaceX like as if you go to a conference like they do for the aerospace companies you could get an interview there so like people or recruiters are out there I did it just like through applying in the mass pool and I remember my friends saying I can't believe you applied in the mass pool and you still heard back I was like yeah, it was insane too because that was like during uh my junior was it junior no my sophomore senior year um, last second to last semester like December time frame no, August to December time frame and I had to like put all my stuff together in a portfolio and that was just insane like I had to get a ton of pictures and all that but. yeah that's it that's it wasn't, it wasn't insane. Like, you had all of those skills. It's just, like, trying to bring all that together at the end. Because, like, they wanted to see a portfolio. So I created a website and everything. And, um, oh, you so, had to create a website for SpaceX? I thought yeah. you said you were... I thought when you got to SpaceX, they made you create a website. No, so so the requirement was basically get uh, sign in your resume cover letter and a portfolio so my portfolio I made a website and I put everything that all my experience I had on there so I didn't have any pictures at the time well I had pictures but I didn't 
was like, where did I get these pictures from? And I was like, oh, good thing I did Rocketry Club because I had a ton of pictures from there. So I was like trying to pull everything because they want to see that. They want to see like that you you don't you don't want to write on paper like I did this, but they don't see anything, <laughs> yeah, right? Right. So yeah. So well, yeah. They want to see all the action work. So like. I went in depth with that portfolio and it was basically just trying my best to get that submitted on time uh, before the applications closed. I actually applied to SpaceX the year before as well. I got denied. So, so the, the second time. Stay consistent. Yeah. So the second time when I applied, I wasn't even expecting to hear back from them. And then when I did, and I took the interview, oh my gosh, I was not even expecting to hear back from them after the interview. It wasn't. So when you when you applied the second time, was it kind of like I'm just applying just because I did last year and I want to see where it goes, or it was like I'm trying I'm, to put my chips on this? Yeah. So so I wasn't putting all my you know my eggs in one basket, but I I was applying again this time. Uh, better prepared because last time since then they didn't even reach out to me I was like I'm gonna provide as much information as I can before I even um, by the time I submit this so I was just trying to be overly prepared for this round this yeah. time around yeah. and Wait, yeah. were, were you an intern and then you got the you weren't an intern right you just came in like as an engineer I came in as a manufacturing engineer associate. Okay. So they, it's kind of like a mixture of the two because they're like, they still see you as an intern, but you're basically full timer. Mm -hmm. But they basically have you as a temporary full time because they want to see if you're going to be good or not. Right. So you're you're associate engineer, but not an intern. intern. Oh, you're in that like phase of. Uh, getting tested or yeah they're like testing testing the waters for you oh okay cool but that's so good they have high expectations there like if you if you're gonna think that you're gonna fly by without like trying hard you're not you're not gonna make it like you have like yeah. like for we had like a between the, the so it was temporary job so it was between three months so at the halfway point you have like a performance review and at the end you have another performance review and then at the midpoint you want to at least be a three or, or above so they want to see that you're good and then like I heard that like five is like you're basically Elon Musk and barely anyone gets a five and then a four performance review is like you're like good like you're basically as good as your mentor yeah okay yeah so uh I don't want to, I don't want to like stay on that, but how was your time? Like, did you enjoy your time being SpaceX? Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot, um, but that's I definitely see myself as someone that can get consumed in work and. That's yeah, what was the, what was the workout? Like? <laughs> so the workout. So the work environment at SpaceX is basically you're working at least twelve min hours minimum a week, so. My, my mentor, he was working at least 16 hours plus. Um, others, you know, that's probably the average. So, uh, 
you definitely get you get a lot of tasks. So they're not gonna be like, oh, you're only gonna be here like a couple months. We're not gonna give you a lot of work. No, they're gonna throw you into the fire, and you're gonna have to swim yourself out of that. So yeah, so I I liked it a lot just because I got a ton of exposure to like everything. Um, I got to do learn how to use um, NX Siemens and learned how to manufacture a part, um, got to work with the like technicians out on the shop floor, um, built my own basically shop aid. Um, they needed some stuff built on the floor, so I did that. I built a whole, basically a water panel test procedure for, um, they test like on the, the engines, they, they test these panels that they use and they, um, they have a water test, so I built that whole thing. So it's, it's nice to be able to get that experience and you get exposure everywhere. So like, they definitely have a ton of cool things there. Um, I was on the Dragon, Dragon team for Draco engines. So I liked it a lot, but it also was a lot of my, basically I was there from what was it like from seven thirty till nine thirty? So, um, did you get paid like from the overtime? No. So if oh. when you're an associate engineer, oh. <laughs> when you're associate engineer with that title, you're basically salaried. So if you're an intern, you get paid hourly, and for an intern that works hourly, they get overtime. So I didn't get overtime. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. They want they want to work here. They wanted so. to feed off that young, fresh talent. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. young energy. <laughs> yeah, everyone has that energy there though. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why they're so. Yeah. Successful. I I really like that work environment because I guess comparing it to the the, the job I have now, the, <laughs> the the work culture is a lot different. Um, I'd say like everyone at SpaceX has that drive to to exceed above above their expectations. Um, or you know, like some people, I don't want to drop names in this podcast, but some people, I don't know, um, at my current job, you know, they 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 want to just fly by, and, like you know, do the bare minimum. So. Yeah. That's what, that's you, what you get for working with old people. <laughs> so you can't really... <laughs> older you yeah, can't, yeah, older Democrats. You actually can't get by doing that because I heard a lot, like, if you're not, like, meeting expectations, you're going to get fired at SpaceX. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would expect Especially that. Especially Elon. <laughs> there, he's not going to let anyone do that. He's, like, really... He wants the, the best of the best. Yeah. So, Kirsten, you, before you got to Lockheed, you worked with Elfie there, right? Yeah, so I interned with them, then I got a full-time job, but we were subcontractors for another Lockheed program. Oh, okay. So, like, I kind of put that in my resume when I applied for Lockheed. <laughs> but it was, like, systems engineering, which was totally out of my scope, because mm-hmm. my scope was, like, manufacturing engineering. Mm-hmm. That was my degree. Mm-hmm. But then, somehow, I got this internship, and it's, like literally not as hands-on as I expected. It was pretty chill. Like systems engineering is like just dealing with the customer, customer requirements. Mm-hmm. 
Like I've never seen like the actual equipment. Oh really? Until, like I I go down to the lab, but it's like not as often as the shop <laughs> floor here. Like I've not yeah. called a lot. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I was super bored, so I left. <laughs> I even took a pay cut. Really? Cause like really? okay, cause like oh yeah, cause you know systems engineering pays a lot more right. yeah. than other types. Yeah. So like, well okay, so at the time I was like waiting to start like as full time, mm-hmm. but then the that time Lockheed called me because I put in an internship application like a year ago, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, are you still interested? in Lockheed and I was like I already had a job lined up but I was like well, let's let's see what where this goes and they're like yeah we're gonna fly you to Fort Worth and I'm like okay really? let's go to Texas then like I'd be down and go to Texas so like in the middle of like transitioning to this full-time job like I already got the full-time job mm-hmm. yeah I just like went to an interview with Lockheed in Fort Worth like saw the set the facility because mm-hmm. it was like a big hiring event event like before like COVID and all that ha- happened and so like I was there and I got the job afterwards and I was like go oh, should I like move or should I stay like the salary isn't it they're low-volume me <laughs> so I had to like counter back yeah but I got somewhat close but I still took a cut yeah but I got the experience I needed yeah. so Eventually, like, six months later, I kind of, like, made it back after, like, the promotion and all that. Okay. But, yeah, like, I did take a pay cut. And I was kind of scared because I was like, what else would I, what would I gain from this? But, like, Lockheed was kind of, like, more opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like, L3 seemed cool, but, like, it was kind of boring. Like, I was, honestly, I was bored, but I was, like at Disneyland, like, near the Disneyland site, so, like, the area was cool, like, I saw Disneyland from our office window, (gasps) but, like, (laughs) and actually, the program often's, like, at Florida, at Cape Canaveral, so, like, they had opportunities to send us there to, like, see some launches, because it was, like, a defense program, too, like, you can only imagine Mm -hmm. what it is, (laughs) but, um, yeah, but I just never got to that point that I moved to Lockheed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I guess we're going to roll on even more back. Right. The colleges you guys went to oh, weren't, yeah. I guess, the most well-known. Like, I'm from... Okay, so people who don't know about, like, HBCUs, historically, historically black colleges, um, they wouldn't really know about anything across the nation, how many colleges there are and all that. And I went to a small college... And on top of that, we're the only we're the only joint engineering school in the country. So we don't have our own engineering program. We have to share with FSU, who has million dollars coming in from their football program oh, and all dang. that. I didn't know that. So yeah, so like we have, and then on top of that, we have the Mag Lab, the national was it National Magnetic Lab, the biggest magnetic lab in the world. So it's like everything FSU is like theirs and they try to make you know they let it be known that it's theirs that technically you don't own any of this i can't touch it but mm-hmm. we're just letting you in um wow yeah so going to a small school i know how it is to like not get the i guess maybe maybe exposure is the right word but get i guess get like uh the recognition mm-hmm. right so going from you i figured 
you know, I'm going to the same college as these, or yeah, I'm going to the same engineering college as the PWI, the big college programs, whatever. So technically people should see that on my resume or, or like recognize or respect me because I went to a big, technically a big engineering school. Right. But how is it for you guys? Because I don't really, well, I'm not from Cali, so I can't really say how it is for your school. But Alaska, I don't really hear anyone talk about Alaska, let alone yeah. knowing about engineering. So how was it going there and like, I guess, working around that whole, like, oh, I should go to UF or Stanford or whatever, you know, like all these big colleges that people say you got to go to to, I guess, get recognized for your engineering degree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to go first, Jason, or do you want to? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I left a little bombshell question, but... I feel like Cali has like a bunch of engineering colleges. Oh there. yeah. So like the top ones, obviously UC Berkeley, top like top UC mm-hmm. of the of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like I think the first UC. So like if you went to Berkeley, because I think Berkeley was a good like STEM school because yeah. they discovered like a bunch of elements on the table. Right. Um, but it was like Berkeley, Stanford, Caltech, like those are like all the three big name, like top engineering schools like in California. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of people at the end of the day, I don't think it mattered <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. I think in college it did matter um, a lot to like, especially these like STEM students mm-hmm. who were like in steam or magnet i don't know if you had that like, we had we had something like that like yeah, it was called something different yeah like two specializes in like stem stuff yeah but like i didn't start off like in stem i actually started off at community college doing poli sci and then i got into engineering oh wow um yeah, that's, that's kind of different well because my goal was berkeley mm-hmm because I wanted to do like law and stuff because mm-hmm. I was like in speech and debate and I was like, oh, it's, okay. it's only fair like, you know, if you go to law school or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I didn't get into Berkeley and I was like, well, my second choice was like UCLA. I didn't get into UCLA. Yeah. Third choice was UC San Diego. So I, went, I got into there. It was a nice school. Um, but I was like two weeks in on like, or orientation, like, I don't even know if I want this. So then I, like, didn't continue to the four-year. Then I did community college, saved some money mm-hmm. until I really figured out what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. which is why, like, engineering took, like, six years for me. Like, yeah. my degree took six years because I was just, like, in limbo yeah. trying to figure out where to transfer. <laughs> That's what happened for me, Yeah, too. so it's, like, and then I just transferred to Cal Poly because it's like a cheaper state school which is like high also high in engineering Mm -hmm. so they say it's like just a big college of engineering students and then it just went on from there and at the end it didn't even matter (laughs) so so during your limbo period like what I guess made you choose engineering like what stuck out to you like okay I'll do engineering because a lot of people like myself I kind of went into engineering and was already thinking like maybe engineering isn't for me but I then got to the point where I'm like, I'm already in too deep. And it's not that I have a problem with engineering, so I was willing to go through with it. But like, what was it for you to actually choose engineering already in college? Or already in that space? I, I would be lying if I was like, 
oh, as a kid, I was like playing with Legos, yeah, you know? yeah. and I always liked to look at the stars. I'd be lying if I said that, but um, I don't know, because so like in high school, there were topics like you had to go pro, con. That's when I first like learned about like engineering and all the space stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like pro, con, should we fund NASA, stuff like that. So like I did research on NASA, but I didn't like think about like doing anything STEM related in college because everybody was like in my senior year like, oh yeah, all the engineering, all the speech and debate people tend to go for law degrees. Mm -hmm. Just got influenced by doing that. Mm -hmm. But then I was like in community college and poli-sci class, I'm like, this is kind of (laughs) boring. But then like, doing then you had to do the general ed like physics and like all the math stuff and i'm like oh this is kind of like better it's like more like mentally stimulating and then like after knowing like all that info from high school like knowing about like nasa and like all the funding that goes into science it's like oh well let's try this um so i did that but like I don't know if you know, like most Filipinos like go for nursing. Yeah. Did yeah. you know about yeah. that? Like Ryan told me that. Like most <laughs> like like half of my family is like in nursing. Okay. So it's like but I just wasn't into that. Right. Like I like like just see people die, I'm just like I can't like right. it's sad and it's just like Yeah. It was just not an interest because sometimes like people go to nursing because like in me they like make bank. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. they make like fifty plus an hour here in Cali. Wow. Um, but like that wasn't like for me. And then I just did the classes and I just kept going <laughs> forward to like the higher level physics. I'm just like, oh well, I'm in deep, like this is pretty cool though. Yeah. But then like once I got to Cal Poly it's like hands on like stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did some research, worked on the lab like met a bunch of like like am friends with professors now like we hang out now okay and like it just was cool like doing all the tech stuff 3d printing yeah and that's pretty much it there was no like certain moment where i was like oh like i'm meant to do this okay yeah and it's just like you just build on it you like it and then you're like oh this is kind of like cushy salary job too so yeah. it'd be worth it because then I could push, pursue other things outside of this right. if I'm like not into it right I mean that's kind of cool <laughs> that you naturally like got in engineering because like I said a lot of people like myself we start off young like okay for me like we start off young or I start off young and I was really good at math and science so everyone's like oh you should do engineering because that's like I guess the most basic thing the basic answer to come up right yeah and like for me i always want to do like medicine related things because technically you can be good in math and science and still go in like right. the medical field mm-hmm. yeah. but everyone's like oh do engineering do engineering and like it just hit a point for me where i realized i never really chose engineering so it wasn't like i said it wasn't like i had a problem with engineering it was like i just never chose it so it wasn't i guess what i wanted to do but for you to actually kind of be interested in it and then finally choose it at the age that you were yeah. it's very uncommon or I've never really heard of it of just people switching to engineering 
Because usually people switch from engineering. Yeah, switch out. But yeah. you switched in at a, like a pivotal point in your life and you kind of stuck with it. And like, I guess going to the classes and you know, all the stuff that you were doing, yeah. you were still willing to like give it a try. Mm -hmm. The same situation actually happened to me with the same exact same thing with Kirsten. Mm -hmm. um, and like, actually, like, so I didn't have my, well, my, well, my parents didn't really pursue college, didn't mm -hmm. finish or whatnot since they came to the United States. So I didn't really, I didn't really have someone to look up to and didn't know, really know what I wanted to do. But like at a young age, I, I thought I always wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, so, <laughs> that sounds like, like my brother. That's exactly what he was trying to do too. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I still had the same mindset. I was like, well, actually, when I was in high school, I I really didn't believe in myself. Like when I started taking math classes and all that, I was like, I don't think I don't think I'm smart enough to be like doing taking these classes because like I had that really like I had a big mindset like that my freshman year of high school. And I like I failed geometry, and then um, after oh I failed math too in one of my <laughs> well I I think I failed AP Calc. Okay. And then, that's a whole other ballpark. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I mean, like, it's just funny to think about like failing a math class, but now doing engineering. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So so yeah so, <laughs> well the the good thing is that when I was in high school. I was in this program called AVID, which is basically a, yeah, so it was basically, yeah, it's a California thing, so basically, if you get into it, like, your freshman year of high school, you, they basically help you set you up for success by the, by the time you're your senior, you're already prepared for college, mm -hmm. so they want, they want you to make sure you're passing all your classes, and you're taking these amount of courses to be able to get into college, mm -hmm. So when I failed it, you know, I had to retake it, and after uh, I took it the second class during my the summer between freshman and sophomore year, and then when I continued on with math, I started actually liking it, and then it ended up it was funny, which I ended up end up taking calculus my senior year when I was never believed I would have taken it, but you know what? And I was an avid. They're like, you need to take an advanced course. So I was like, I'm not gonna take English because I hate English. Yeah, I thought like, oh, English. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, let me take calculus. But I was literally like, I was literally afraid to take that class. And then I had the best teacher ever. Like my teacher was like someone that would stay like get in early and stay late for the athletes. So I I did water polo and soccer and mm -hmm. swimming. So I'd get off late. I get off around um like. I think it was like five o'clock, and he'd stay there from five, like up until seven thirty. So I, since I knew I was gonna, when I took calculus, I was already like feeling like I was gonna fail the class. Mm -hmm. So he was like, I stay for athletes, so you guys can come and study every every day if you want. So that's where I got picked up like the study habits. So I started um, coming in every day after practice and studying until seven thirty. So um, a scholar. <laughs> I didn't even think Did I had it. I didn't even think, too. Yeah, I didn't think I had it in me though. Like I, I didn't think I was smart. And then when I went to college, um, so I guess um, when I went to college, I was really into math. So I, I was first. I was gonna stick with um, trying to pursue veterinary school, but. 
I didn't have the idea yet that I wanted to go into engineering. Um, I took like my freshman year of college, I was in like biological sciences because I wanted to eventually get into veterinary school. But I realized, I soon realized that I didn't have the support to get there. So I didn't want to take the full eight years mm-hmm. of school to, yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what, what am I good at? I was like, <laughs> I like, I like science. I like, like I took physiology in high school because I wanted to do that for veterinary school. I was like, I like that. Um, I liked calculus when I was in high school, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't like English. I hate it. Like I don't think I could do that. So I was like, if I let me, what if I do like uh, become a mathematician? I was like, I don't think I'd want to be a professor. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I was like, I'm creative. I'm art. I'm a, I'm an artist. And I like creating art. So and I love working with my hands. So I was like, I think I want to go the engineering route. Um, and then since engineering is so broad, you have the options to figure out what you want to do. So I was like, yeah. I'm gonna choose mechanical engineering for now, just to figure out if I like that. And I ended up sticking with mechanical engineering because I did like it. Because you get to be more hands-on yeah. compared to like civil engineering or electrical engineering. Electrical engineering, I think, would have been cooler, but I also didn't want to die from <laughs> taking <laughs> those yeah. courses. Double E's hard. Yeah, double E's pretty hard. Uh, but yeah, that's how I figured out my life. And I think that was like when I made the, the choice with my sophomore year. So like I took... I took like the first full year in the biological sciences, and then after my sophomore year, I mean, my freshman year, I switched, and then I had to like, I was at a different school, so I had to transfer into the University of Alaska Anchorage, mm-hmm. and then I had to take extra classes. <laughs> so it took me about like six years as well, and also took a break right after high school. I worked, I like worked three jobs, so. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I guess that's the, the another question that you were asking Rob initially about why I chose a non-traditional school compared to schools mm-hmm. in California. Um, well, initially I was thinking about going to school in California, but when I was applying and all this and looking into school tuition and knowing that I didn't have wouldn't have the support to pay into colleges. I knew that this wouldn't be the route for me. I didn't want to be in debt by the time I was like in my twenties. Yeah. So like me. <laughs> like me. <laughs> I I really was considering colleges in California. Like I think if I would have kn- known that I wanted to be an engineer, I probably would have gone to Cal Poly Pomona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would have met. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't know. And I just still didn't have my life figured out. And an opportunity came on my, on my plate when my boyfriend joined the military at the time and went to Alaska. And I saw their school up in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And their tuition was actually very affordable. Uh, like, it's it's about less than twenty thousand k k a year. So okay. it's like about fifteen to twenty k. Yeah. And I had FAFSA to help me out. So and scholarships. So I was basically only able to 
like anything out of pocket, like I would use that um, for loans or or pay the reps while mm-hmm. I was working full time or not part time actually full time yeah. initially part time um, while I was in school. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's I guess that's answered some of the questions. <laughs> no, no. So like, actually, it kind of goes into my next question because you were, I mean, kind of both you guys basically went through like the whole unknown journey of like you know what am I going to figure it out what's going to work out for me did you guys ever have like a midlife crisis before you hit your <laughs> midlife point like did you have a midlife crisis coming out of high school quarter life yeah oh yeah of course a quarter yeah. life but like did you have any like quarter life crisis coming out of high school or like your first year in college or your first year in the engineering program because I know oh, I had like two um when I first got to college and then when I was first realizing like I really gotta do this engineering shit so hell yeah like both those times Mm -hmm. cause like in high school I was like in the top area of my class Mm -hmm. and then everyone's like in UCLA and all that and I'm just like oh man like I'm here in community college like, what am I doing? Did I you, really did felt you, like a loser, yeah. Did yeah. you test, did you, I guess, test good on the, like, ACTs and all that? Or was it just, like, you were just average, I guess, when it came to stuff like that? I, I remember testing well, so I was able to get to, like, one of the UCs. Mm-hmm. But, um, I just don't really remember at this point, like, that feeling anymore. Yeah. But I knew I felt, like, worse, because yeah. everybody's, like... I, yeah, like everybody's like, I'm at UCLA, I'm at USC. Like, yeah, I feel like then, I feel like they like do that though. Like they enable you to feel like if you don't go to the like, yeah, top school they, like UCLA, you're you're not like yeah. They good. make that whole like feeling of like being at the top tier in your class. They made you feel like you had to go to to college. Like you have to go to college. Otherwise, like, what did you do all this hard work for? But, like, really, that's not the case. Like, some people don't even have to go to college. And I'm like, and then looking back now, like, seeing people on, not to be, like, mean, it's just, like, seeing people (laughs) back, like, at that point, it's, like, it didn't even matter at the end because, like, yeah, you went to, like, UCLA and stuff, but, like, like, what did you get out of it? Like, I don't know, like, they got like other degrees who that they got like other degrees that I'm like, okay, like maybe that wasn't like as difficult, but like mm-hmm. I guess you got into a good school. Right. Like you would wanna get in, go to a good school that is like for a hard degree, like they mean like law, I think I feel like that matters. Yeah, law school. would matter, but it's like I don't know, you go to school for like sociology or something. <laughs> I'm just like I don't know, like if I took that route, it would have been easy, and then I would be like, oh, right. yeah, I got a degree from UCLA. Right. But, like, looking back, that would not even be worth it because yeah. I have to go to, like, grad school mm-hmm. to do that and mm-hmm. do social work. And then I looked at the salary for social work, and I'm like, man, this is kind of low, especially for California. But, yeah, I really felt bad, like, my first years of, of college because I was just, like, there. But then I, like, got through it. Mm-hmm. It's like... And then, like, when I turned, before I turned 20, like, I was 19, I got, like, a tumor. I was, like, sick. Oh, really? Yeah, so, like, I had, like, like a tumor growing, 
like like in my stomach oh. so I've had like major surgery already like weeks before I turned 20 oh my gosh. so like that was like kind of eye-opening like oh maybe like I'm around the area because like this is gonna happen mm-hmm. so then like I kind of like skipped like a semester of college because I was sick mm-hmm. and then that's like when things started to change like I started to get more involved like in college, like, I volunteered for, like, FIRST or VEX Robotics. I don't know if you guys heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of it. Like, those kids who go to robotics stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like all these, like, 12 and 13-year-olds, I was, like, helping out. <laughs> and they're, like, making these robots. And here I was, like, 20 or 19. Like, like I don't know any of this, but, like, all these kids are, like, so smart. Like, yeah. they're yeah. making these robots. And I was, like, this is cool. Like, that's how, like kind of like pivotal to get into like all that i feel like well the way i grew up in high school and like seeing everyone else i feel like stem wasn't a really big thing for minorities because everyone that i know at least i don't even know anyone that i went to school with that is an engineer i that i knew so Mm -hmm. oh me too stem is not big for at this time it wasn't yeah the t- at the time nothing like majors weren't even big at the time it was like getting into the school was big yeah yeah, yeah. I, and so, I feel like they I don't like how they enable or I don't know where it's coming from but they make you feel like you're a failure if you don't get into a good really good school mm-hmm. but then you're also like 18 and you don't even like have your life figured out yeah. so you're like pressured into going to a good school but then by the time you get out and you're an actual adult you're like, why did I do this? Like, why am I paying so much into like my student debt, and I still like yeah. still need to figure out my, like, the rest of my life? You know, like I don't, I don't like that idea of jumping into something so quick when you're that young too. Yeah. And, like, because just... you you don't know, and it's and it's like the stuff like you learn. I don't, I don't know if it was even if it was even worth it. Yeah. Like I've spent so much time like trying to learn how to. Ace the ACT or the right. SAT. Like yeah. I took like I took like a summer class just trying to really? figure out how to be able to get a higher score on this exam that I didn't even need at the end. Cause like when you go to community college, like you go for two years mm-hmm. and no one gives a shit about sorry, I'm cussing. no one, no, no, you've got no one gives a shit about your SAT or ACT scores by like if you go to community college. Mm-hmm. Like one person in my like class who's like a bit was a bit older than me like started at community college because he was like really shit in high school mm-hmm. and then went to community college for pre-engineering then transferred to ucla now has a doctorate at mit oh my God. so i'm like dude like you started like in high school probably had like really bad teachers or something yeah. doing like bare minimum yeah. just trying to pass and now you're like an mit professor it's like that's crazy yeah, that's yeah. Super crazy. yeah like so it doesn't really matter like i feel like everyone has their own timeline yeah everyone's got their own journey because <laughs> i i definitely like i speak a bit about this all the time like um like in high school i really just like throughout my whole entire school career like i didn't have the uh i guess guidance the mm-hmm. best guidance like my, i guess my only guidance was my parents so like right. Their their knowledge on certain things was to an extent, so I could only go off them. Like I didn't really yeah. have a lot of people to be like, "Oh, I'm an engineer, and this is what we did." And 
I probably could have asked people, but I just didn't know. So, like, my parents were telling me, like, oh, if, like, my dad would say, if you do good in school, you'll get, like, scholarships in the mail and stuff like that. You'll, like, you'll be able to go to any college you want. So, I'm like, okay. So, I just went throughout school getting A's, B's. Like, but I didn't, like, looking back at it, I never really cared about school. I just kind of did it because you kind of had to do it. <laughs> yeah, you're just there yeah. to be there. And it wasn't hard. Like, all you got to do is just listen to what they're telling you to do. and Do some do, homework. Yeah, do some homework and you're good. So, like... I, I would go through school and just kind of be like, okay, yeah, whatever. But I never really, like, I always thought about my life. Like, when I turned, I remember this vividly. When I turned 13, I don't know what, like, kind of came about me. But it's like, every day I thought about my life. Like, every day I'm like, what am I going to be in life? Like, what am I, what am I going to do in the future? Gosh. I thought 20 years old, even though it was only seven years from me being 13, I thought 20 years old was, like, the, the goal of, like, oh, I'm going to have a house. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to, like... I just saw everything kind of like rushing, so it was like, oh man, like, what am I going to do? So yeah. like every day I went to school, like yeah, sure I was in school. It was to me school was like a like a, a hangout place for me. I was just I was just enjoyed <laughs> meeting everybody. I was like that was the one time truly I could be around friends. But after school, anything outside of school, I was like, man, what am I going to do in life? And like I kind of tried to like think about my life in basketball or like somewhere where I can make a lot of money and that was basketball um but then like once I got to my senior year I took a class with, that was the first time I took classes with all the top tier people in my class so like I think uh the 10 percentile or whatever the the percentage is of like the top 30 people I finally took classes with them and everybody was talking about that's when I finally got incorporated like colleges and stuff like that so everyone was talking about like oh I'm going here to UF and UF is like I guess the UCLA of California like UF I'm going to UCF I'm going to FSU and I'm like okay and I'm hearing like the process I'm literally learning how to apply to colleges and all that because again I'm still thinking like how my dad told me like oh they're going to come to me so like I'm real deal not even like taking any exam or not any exams uh, the ACTs I'm not like technically applying I'm kind of going off what they're saying I'm like my life has been a lie basically so I'm just <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking like oh why hasn't UF called me and I'm, I'm realizing that like all these people have they kind of have a hand already in the process so then yeah. I basically learned the entire process like within my last year in college and even my ACT, I took like I literally rushed. High school. Last oh, year, yeah, high school. yeah, last year yeah, high school. I was like, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I literally rushed like taking my ACT. I think I took it twice, but I just needed like enough to uh, like get in basically, yeah. or like for it to be acceptable. And um, I applied to a couple of schools, and I, I guess my my resume or like the application on like why you should accept me was okay. It wasn't bad. But I understood why they weren't accepted. Like, UF didn't accept me. FSU didn't accept me. So I'm like, damn, like, these are engineering schools. Like, where am I going to go? Later on, I found out I got into UCF. But that was after I got accepted to FAMU, where I ended up going. Because I was like, okay, FAMU and FSU, they shared the same college. So, like, once I got there, um, it kind of was just like, this is it. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm actually doing this. And then um, after the first month of me being in college, and it hit me, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. <laughs> and in the second year, I was like, I, I became a basketball manager because I wanted to be closer to basketball. And it was cool because I got to travel. I literally went all across the East Coast. I went to a little bit of the West. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, 
what am I doing? Like, I'm really an engineer, but I didn't have time to be an engineer as a basketball manager. So I'm just like sitting here wasting my time because I know I didn't care for school, but mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to be a bum because I'm from Pensacola. So being in North Florida is already bad, but being in a small city close, like basically on the borderline of Alabama and Florida, that's like a no-no. So I'm like, I can't go back home, but yeah. I don't really care for school. So I'm like, what am I going to do? And I literally just, because I was already in school for two years, like I was just like, I got to, I guess, find a way to graduate and hopefully make enough money to where I can please myself. But like, yeah, going to school for the first three years was brutal because like, I basically had to ask myself every day, like, what am I even doing? And then I finally kind of flipped the switch to say, okay, I got to graduate so I can do this anymore. But mm-hmm. yeah, even now I kind of, I feel like now because I've graduated and I have a job and it's like I can, I have more opportunities to kind of mess around here if I wanted to, like, oh, I can work yeah, for this exactly. company. Like, it, it's easier to kind of like make myself happy, I guess. But yeah, like, I guess as far as the midlife crisis, it was hard when I was in college because you just genuinely don't have, or I genuinely didn't have, like, people who could help me, understand me, or guide me to a better situation. Um, except David and DeMarcus, I talked to them, and they kind of shed some light in my eyes. But other than that, like, my life was kind of weird when it came to school. It was hard. <laughs> Imposter syndrome, too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. so hard. Like, just even now, sometimes you get it. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I feel like, um, I, I guess I kind of had a core life crisis just because I felt that I was going, I was taking a lot longer to finish school than like the pers- other people that I knew that graduated. The average class of yeah. ours. Yeah, so I was like, by the time I graduate, I'm going to be like 24 and just not, still have, not, not be a, ahead of like everyone else. I'm going to be behind. Like, yeah. So like people are like 22 already have jobs and I'm like here 24. Yeah. Um, but but it also took a lot to get to the point where I was by the time I graduated because not only was I uh, taking classes and going to school and taking engineering which is difficult but also was trying to pursue internships so I could be prepared before I get out of college and also. Um, you know, working part-time, you know, like working part-time while I was also studying. So mm-hmm. it just, I just was worried that by the time I got out, I would be behind in life. Yeah. But I think everyone has different routes they take when they graduate college. Yeah. I think, I think that's like, I think that's something that should be more normalized is like the whole being patient and taking your time. Cause I definitely, when I got to college, like that's all I was hearing. That's all I was told. Like, yeah, four years. Hell, if I can get out in three years, then that'll be good. And I'm no actually, way. yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually <laughs> glad that I yeah. even did like five years of school because, like, when I got to the, I guess the point I was supposed to graduate, I was like, I don't even, I don't even know what I'm like. I don't. My resume wouldn't even be qualifying for jobs. Like, I don't really have much experience in this, or I don't have an internship here. Or I don't have like project experience in this. So it was like everything that was going through my head at the time, I was like, there's no way I could have graduated and been okay with like being out in the world and having to like find your your niche or your your like workspace or it, it would have been hell for me. So like being able to know that 
I had time that I wasn't graduating at 22. It, it allowed me to, I guess, mature a little bit and um, understand, yeah. <laughs> understand my place in the world so I can like kind of find my way in. I feel like at 22, I, if I would have graduated at 22, I still wouldn't have my life together. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like I would have been more lost, but if I bring you back early, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it just makes it harder for you to figure out your whole life when you're done with college. Yeah, yeah, it's like everything is just getting rushed upon you. Like, that's why I was like, when I, when I was like turning 18, I was like, man, I should be, I should be having everything by 21. Like, by the time I'm able to drink, I should have like my own house. Like, <laughs> I should be, yeah, living this like life that everyone else is living. Cause yeah. like, I think some people, like, or from the people in my childhood and like uh, some of my family members, they didn't go to college. so. They're basically making it seem like, oh, if you go to college, you can do what we do as grown-ups no. super early. Like, you know, we're 34, 35, having our first child. Well, you can definitely do that and take care of a kid when you're 21 because you're making all this money. But, yeah, it's not the case because even oh out of school, yeah. even out of school yeah. as an engineer, I feel like people don't understand we don't make hundred thousands of dollars. Like, we still have to... I guess in a sense we are fortunate to get paid what we get paid, but still like we don't so, get yeah. we don't get paid this money that everyone thinks like oh why you get paid like twenty thousand coming out of college and that's not the no, case. No, we don't take that. <laughs> By comparison to the average people yeah. our age, we make more, but it's not. Yeah, it's not because then you get taxed more. You get taxed, oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially in California. Especially in California. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know how people live here. Just they live in closets like New York, and, <laughs> yeah. they, and they eat like ramen. And... No, I mean, our whole family, most of my family is from here. Oh, that, is, yeah, get, that helps too if you have family. Like, gonna, you you kind of get used to like the prices, mm -hmm. and you just get used to like the pay. But I feel like... Uh, but, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I feel like I saw some people that I know, they, they still live with their parents because it's just... Mm -hmm. Especially around our age because it's just not affordable. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I feel like that would be cool, but like, you want your own privacy now. You want your own privacy. <laughs> unless, also, you have, unless you have cool parents or uh, But you're like, saving money. Yeah. You're you saving save money, so much sure. money, but I don't know. There was like a freedom from moving out. Because like, uh, when I transferred to Cal Poly, that's when I like moved away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is like the best times of my life because I moved out and I got like, that's why I have loans. I got a one bedroom apartment and like I was able to do so good in my classes, like ridiculously good because I wasn't bothered by anyone. And then that was the time like when I cut off everything and like decided like, oh, let me not compare myself to people. And then that's when I started like focusing on school and being more involved. And also, you you talked about age. It's like, but Cal Poly in my class, there was like people in their forties, like who were working full time, still working on their engineering degrees, like in in those classes. So I'm like, I can't really like compare like age anymore because like this dude's like forty five and he's still working on his degree, mm -hmm. and I'm like twenty one. <laughs> like you have so much time. Yeah, like I have yeah. so much time, like and talking to them, and kind of like. They're like, you have so much time in your life to figure it out. But I feel out. like it's not normalized to do that. It's not, it's not normalized, like, I think I, you just get lucky, but, like, it's not normalized when you start in high school. It's definitely not. Because everyone just kind of, like, 
Like, honestly, if I could redo it, if I wanted to go to college, sure. But I feel like it should be more normalized because there's so much you can do outside of not having... Like, if you're not really uh, motivated, then yeah, it could be a waste for you because you're probably just going to yeah. be kicking this shit, never doing anything, yeah. probably working at McDonald's. But for yeah. some people, like, they... Because they, I don't think people realize you go to college and then when you get out of college, you're... Like, the amount of free time is not in day. Like, you don't have as much free time as you would have in high school. So, like, graduating high school, if you, like, oh, I kind of always wanted to, like, start my own business selling, I don't know, sneakers or phones or sunglasses, you have the time to think of a plan. Like, you have the time to, like, you know, like execute it properly. You know, there's another thing that's wrong with the United States is that people... We, we graduated at 18, and um, I know people like in Spain that graduate at 16, and then they have their life to figure out and then decide if they want to go to college at yeah. like 18. So you have like a two year break or something. Yeah. That's you're nice. still young, you know, like you still have your, the life ahead of you. But, yeah, it's, so. just, but it's just so crazy <sighs> that they, they see us as adults at 18, but also we can't. You know, can't do drive, we can't drink and, and like, you can get just... married at 18 join the military risk your life but you can't drink yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know but also like um, growing up people always like talked about salary yeah too. cause like I don't know for us it's like so the girls it's like a stereotype the girls do nursing the guys do engineering mm-hmm. um i have i have male family members who are engineers but like i wasn't really into even my dad went to engineering school but he dropped out so he didn't talk about it mm-hmm. and even the male family members like they don't talk about their work all i know from them is like oh he's an engineer he makes bank <laughs> i'm like okay like but like through this whole process, I never asked like those family members like, "What do you do at work?" Yeah, yeah. What can like, I expect? Yeah, because like they don't tell me. They're just like, "Oh, you'll make good money." It's yeah, like, yeah, why do I even bother like asking? Like I don't like I know I'm already gonna make good money. It's like, yeah. but what do you even do? Yeah, because like for me, all money isn't good money. So like, just because I'm making good money, but I at least enjoy what I'm doing. Like, yeah, like can I be like, happy from it? This isn't like the old days where you just like stick to the job so you can make more money. It's like, I don't know, like now we're young, we're, we're trying to be happier. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, think probably. about our mental health. <laughs> but yeah, even then, it's like always about salary. Like, if you do this, you'll make so much money and you can do all, buy all these things that you want. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, okay. You need to find a medium between the two because even though you're gonna make all this money, you're probably not gonna be as happy. But also, yeah, like, like, what's the point? Like, I'm spending so many hours at work. Like, yeah. at least I should be like, kind of like content with what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, what do you guys enjoy or like outside of work? Like, what do you guys find pleasure in or excitement in or like? Basically taking yourself away from work and allowing yourself to be an inner kid or allowing your inner kid to come out. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go because I'm excited. Um, oh, she's got a lot more <laughs> so, to do. I took a break while I was in college. Engineering is difficult, but now I'm back in it. Um, I enjoy drawing and I decided that I wanted to get back into it, get better at drawing and before before I was drawing, um, I drew like when I was little up until high school and then I took a break in college, but 
I would just like draw on piece of piece on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got an iPad in college. And I was like, I'm gonna use. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Um, so digital. I was like, digital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna make a use out of this iPad now. I'm um, outside of college, and I wanted to learn how to do digital art. So. I I'm surprised you didn't do like graphic design. Like some people will say, like, "Oh, I'll do graphic design," and they just like completely go off the rails. Well, I kind of started with graphic design, but I prefer actually drawing, but it's digital, digitally. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I like I started off using Procreate, and it's definitely one of pretty good basic apps for anyone that wants to start drawing digitally and ever since then I've just been trying to use that uh, something that I love and create it into some sort of business as well which I've been creating like reels on Pinterest TikTok you know Mm -hmm. and also um, I've been creating designs off of my art and putting them on shirts and stuff so yeah. I think that I really enjoy doing that because like when I once I get off of work you know I go work out and all that and then I draw so it's something that soothes my mind yeah. but <laughs> you got featured by NASA on the reddit page yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you no, your art's really good like digital art it's really good and yeah. the I fact that you don't want to do anything easy <laughs> I'm like, cause like I think there I see on Instagram like people send their pictures of like a couple or something, and like or like their dogs, and then they take that picture, take the outline, yeah. and then put it on like hoodies and yeah. stuff, and it's like that's how they make so much money. Mm-hmm. But like you're like doing original content, yeah. which is even harder. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's harder like to make more because you're doing more quality work right. if that makes sense yeah and also learning too as i go that like yeah you're gonna make a lot of money doing that but also you're gonna get burned out doing that and you want to create something that people are going to want to follow you for and when that shows that means that you're gonna eventually grow off of that and you'll actually be content and happy doing that Rather going the alternate route where it's you turn it into a, a business rather than something that you love. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's true because you love drawing. Yeah. It's probably did you great. did you just kind of fall into drawing or is it like you saw somebody draw or like did you take art class? So, ever since I was little, I always started to draw. My mom actually um, paints, okay. and I guess I picked it up from her, but I. When we as when I was young and all that in third grade, I remember I always draw horses and all that because at the time I was into vet, being Horse veterinarian. Girl. Yeah, I was like I love animals and I was into that. I want to be a veterinarian, but now I'm like different perspective now, and uh, I stopped drawing on a piece of paper when I was like in college and when I decided to take the, to the pad. Mm-hmm. It was completely different <laughs> to the past. <laughs> yeah. It was completely different. Like it was like a whole new world. And I think before I was on the piece of paper, it was a lot different. And I think I had a like an artist block because whenever I draw, I didn't like what I was looking at, so I would stop. And 
it's uh, for, at least for me personally i read other artists when they are on um the ipad mm-hmm. they get an artist block because it's like so many things to doing the drawing because you got to create layers on top of layers and it could get complicated and then it gets them frustrated so they stop so they go to the pa- piece of paper and then they get their their juice flow going mm-hmm. growing again but for me it was opposite <laughs> um i think it's easier for me to draw on the pad because it's just if if I mess up, you know, I could completely erase, erase it yeah, like without true. without having to actually manually use an eraser, you know. Yeah. So it's just I think it's a, just completely different. I also like how it looks on the screen rather than the paper. Mm. But to each to their own, I hear <laughs> artists like the paper better. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it definitely got me more artistic. Um, on being on the pad than previously, so yeah. I guess it's good to change up the game every once in a while when you're an artist. Be innovative about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Different. That's true. And then now that I know what I like, like where my um, what I like is aesthetically, I'm trying to put that into my drawings. So I like right now since I'm an engineer and I like space, I'm trying to create um art that's kind of space related mm-hmm. and also right now at the time in the moment which you know might change eventually because you know i'm trying to still figure out what i want to draw but i want to start drawing um like women in space because that's like something that's not known like there's not that many women that you that are engineers so i want to promote a uh, woman in space so yeah but it's going to change because i know that i i'm trying to figure out what i like draw so we'll see how it goes eventually <laughs> yeah, yeah. well Kirsten what, what is like something that gets you excited I know you like fashion clearly from how you dress oh like you're wearing the best it's literally no it's literally just the side like but I mean it's still something that kind of gets you you know oh, thinking and growing yeah well like Helen I like to do art too mm-hmm. but I like oil painting uh-huh. and like what she said it's kind of hard if you want to start over right but um i feel like I've, that's been like through the years but i i've stopped it since like working mm-hmm. and i tried to get into it again but then i started grad school <laughs> i'm at usc for grad school which is <laughs> such a regret now but i'm i'm so deep into it already it's like, like you can't turn around i have like one one year left but um that but like after 25 like my hobbies they used to just like play video games or just watch cartoons mm-hmm. but like after 25 like hobbies now like got expensive as mm-hmm. in like like i would like to travel yeah. do like more photography like last year i was getting into film and oh I like you're doing like film cameras yeah like i i still have like a bunch of film i need to develop mm-hmm. like through the past year oh, like sure. through the summer yeah. so i like wanted to get into that but now i'm like moving mm-hmm. so i'm like i can't get into that again yeah and then i started school again um but yeah it was like that and traveling is just like it's expensive yeah it's expensive but like trying new experiences like eating different food yeah. like and i've been telling you guys like i've been experimenting learning how to cook because like, yeah, like i don't i didn't know how to cook like it's kind of hard all. to believe because you actually like 
When I, when I tell you this, like, I'm not playing, but, like, especially people our age, they yeah. don't cook, like, the way you cook. Like, you could go a whole nother level and be, like, in your chef stuff, which I still feel like you're already at, but, like, you making your own pasta alone oh, isn't, yeah. that's not normal. Like, yeah. I'm not making my own pasta. I'm buying it from wherever store I'm going Wait, to. Scratch? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you created it from scratch, right? Yeah, that one time I tried it, um. It seemed easy because you just put flour and and yeah, see, no one's saying no one's doing that. No one's saying that. Yeah, no, I don't know because like a lot of like growing up, like seeing prep, like in Asian cooking, there's like so much prep involved before you finally eat. Yeah. So it's like I'm kind of just like used to cutting everything, taking all the time to do that, and it's just been fun. It's like therapeutic, like cutting stuff. It's like painting. Painting, yeah. like painting stuff's like therapeutic. Yeah, there's always art. It's <laughs> art and everything. Really. Yeah, but it's like cutting vegetables is like even therapeutic because like it's colorful and you see color. Yeah. And yeah. then you're like in the office all day, which like your desk is gray, your computer's gray, like stuff is all like gray and yeah. just boring. Yeah. You ever thought about like getting a phone and just recording yourself? Like making reels, but just trying to see how it would be to see like the whole process of you cooking and like yeah I, I thought of i thought of that i thought of like doing that um when i move and i live alone yeah because like i have a roommate oh, yeah, right yeah, now yeah, so it's like i'm like filming and then she would be like <laughs> in the background i'm like this this would ruin like my shot yeah no because i told you like you don't do normal stuff when it comes to cooking <laughs> like no one's no one's getting excited about the knives they're giving me like you actually have oh utensils yeah like right it. now i'm like i really got nice baking sheets yeah. like i bring it <laughs> i brought it in the room like i got really nice baking sheets yeah, yeah. that's not that's yeah. not normal but that's i mean that's still pretty cool though yeah it, it varies like i don't have like a set like even people ask me like what do you do for fun like I just have like too many things that I want to pursue. Yeah, but that's good. Though. But it ends up becoming like more on the artsy side, because mm-hmm. like, what else are we gonna do? Like, talk about like work all day. Like, I can't. Like after oh. work, it just shuts down. Like I'm not even gonna think about like yeah. engineering Don't stuff. Don't tell me people do that though. If I handle that. Yeah, I can't. People <laughs> talk about that. work after work. Yeah, like. What are we doing? I don't, I, don't, I don't think a thing about work when I leave work. Yeah, yeah. me too. And I like that because I was like, oh, maybe I'm like into work, which I think I am. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, f this. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like live on the other side. Right, exactly. Things. But you said you travel. So for all the listeners, where have you traveled? All the out of country. It only started like post college because that's when I started getting money. Mm-hmm. But um, I've always traveled to the Philippines, but that's nothing new. It's like you see family there. Then I finally went to Singapore, saw saw some cousins there because they live there now. Um, I was in Japan briefly for a layover, and I went through the city, but I couldn't because I effed up and I put my timing, my timing was off, so. I landed and I was in the city like getting ready to go like the Pokemon store in Tokyo because I was going to pass by it and it's like oh shit I like landed at 4 a.m. It's like no nothing's open but um yeah I'd go back there again that wouldn't even count I don't know why I mentioned it but like would go back there. I mean 10 counts because you saw Japan. Yeah like I was like outside the the airport like 
the airport had like a big Pokemon store. Like mm. that's honestly my goal, like the Pokemon <laughs> store. <laughs> and it's like closed. <laughs> but yeah, I'd go back there. Singapore was cool. A lot of rules. Um, then I went to Europe, like the UK. That was fun. I um, thought it would be like a safe bet. Um, and I did like a solo travel. Mm-hmm. So like traveling alone is like on another level because like yeah. you're on the plane by yourself. Like no one's watching. No one's like got your no back. like no one's got your back. You gotta drag everything everywhere. But it's also kind of like freeing to just like think about yourself mm-hmm. and your thoughts. And then you're on the plane. It's like no one knows. Like is bothering you like it's kind of like an escape and then yeah so i went to the uk by myself but then i joined like a group because like i'm a girl and i don't want to get like (laughs) (laughs) sex trafficked or anything like that um but then i met people on the east coast and like americans on the same trip as Mm -hmm. me and then we're actually close friends now we're planning to travel to ecuador next year the same time like the Galapagos and all that that's pretty cool and like there are also people who like to travel a lot and like experience new things so yeah that's like really why I work just like save all this money for that (laughs) (laughs) I feel like traveling is different but gives you a different perspective about life as well like yeah when I when I traveled internationally for the first time which was like 2019 before COVID I that was like the only time I needed to start traveling again. But I, when I went to Spain um, and London and Paris, it was just like a whole different world. Like you get to see how the culture is there. Like you know, Spain they yeah. get their CSs and, and the they don't, food. they don't, they don't like that. They don't open the restaurants to like eight because like people eight what in the morning at night because it's like the there's like a. They close their restaurants, they have morning restaurants and they close their shops out. And then, like, the afternoon people are like, they call it siesta, which they actually take their naps. Mm-hmm. And, nice. then, and then they op- reopen it again. And then, like, people like are gonna go hang out with their friends, you know, like stay, stay there until like 12 or 1 a.m., you know, just talking, chilling. You know? It's like a whole different life culture um, compared to the United States because, like, they basically don't. They don't care about work. They more care about the family, yeah. spending time with their friends and family. They're which, living to work, or I'm sorry, they're working to live. Oh no, yeah. they're living to work. No, they're working to live. Yeah, because they, 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 they oh, yeah, enjoy yeah. their life. Yeah, that's right. They, they work to live. We live to work. And then par- Paris, you know, like that was my first time, like having a baguette and all that, and it was just oh, like. Gosh. <laughs> oh, you never had a baguette before. Like from Paris? Yeah. No. no the big, from the, Paris? The baguette no, from the saying, store. I was in general. I mean, of course, oh. it's going to be different from the motherland. Yeah. The motherland. Uh, I had one before, but like not from the motherland. I mean, mm. It was just on a whole nother level. Like their bread tastes like butter, but like on a whole nother <laughs> level. And it's yeah. just their croissants, oof, to die for. Like, yeah. it's just. I know my friend Mario, I know he's listening to this. I'm not bragging on you. You suck. But I know he went to Paris and Italy, and he went on like a whole European, Europe, yeah, European vacation. Trip. Fucking loser. <laughs> Jealous. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is different. But like, I, I don't know. 
I think you have to see it for yourself. I think traveling is doable because, like, when I went to the UK, like, the flight from LA to the UK was like six hundred dollars. Really? Yeah, it's it not was that so, expensive. It's not. People make it out like, oh, Europe is expensive, but you really gotta like plan and see like what you can afford, mm-hmm. and then it will be like kind of affordable. I didn't know. I didn't know it was like. Yeah, that. it was just... so cheap, especially if you fly from Florida. Imagine, yeah. It's like a five-hour flight. Really? Yeah, because yeah. you're across oh, the Atlantic. <laughs> what am I? You imagine you paying from LAX to Florida. Yeah, you're basically that's... the same ticket. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, because uh, yeah. it's like four hundred, right? No, it's like five hundred, six hundred. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I've been flying so much to Florida. It's been like. Well, it, it depends because, like, of course, certain periods of the year, yeah. certain times of the week, it'll that's, be cheaper. That's why, like, you don't go to like the summer months. You go to like the winter months. Like that's winter, true. like I went in March, and the tickets were like dirt cheap. Like when I went on that flight, it was all empty. Like I had like all the rows in front of me and behind me were empty, so mm. I was just like laying around <laughs> everywhere. Like lingering. <laughs> that sounds nice because I think I mean I've only I haven't so I haven't gone national or international yet, but yeah. I do plan on doing that a lot. <laughs> I do plan on doing that a lot moving forward, but um, no, yeah, that's good to know because you, you gotta experience it. We're not gonna be like the people who've gone abroad and been like, oh, I've been abroad. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should try this restaurant or something. Like, uh, <laughs> like our, our coworker. Some, like our coworker at work. It's like, oh, have you ever tried this? I'm like, obviously not. I literally just came back. Like, you tell me to try this when I haven't. Or they go to New York for the first time. Like, oh, have you been to 51st and Broad? Broadway? Like, how, how are you supposed to like, know do that? Do you mean Rockefeller? Yeah, it's like, wait, like. So he's talking to another guy who went to New York. It's like the other guy's gonna care about what street he was right, on. Right. He probably just remembers like the food he ate, not yeah. even the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Yeah. I'm not a, like a. Tra- I don't want a travel agent. Like I'm. You don't I'm, want a travel agent. No, like I mean, like I don't want to hear you like oh. you're a travel agent. If I wanted that, I would like go to a travel agent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just cringe sometimes because it's like. I'm just like asking, like, welcome back. Like, I don't need to know. <laughs> oh, maybe they just, they maybe they just want to brag because no one cares, so they're like, oh. oh. Dude, I don't know, cause like it's just I came back and I'm not like, oh my god, I had like this amazing haggis. Yeah, I remember stuff asking like you. That. I remember asking you when you got back from Europe. I was like, how did it go? And you're like, it was great. <laughs> that was it. Like, I'm not like, oh, I went to this on on the street and it was just like such a cute little place I just had to try it yeah. or something yeah. well I don't know well guys I appreciate you guys coming on um, <laughs> no I, I'm not kicking you off I know you guys are pretty busy and it's getting around that time but I appreciate you guys coming on this episode oh, okay. and Thank you know, you. giving your insight from being from California not growing or not being not being born in California and it eventually leaving California is pretty pretty cool experiences and now we've been able to mingle at work and now do this so I appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. It's always a good time talking. That is it for this episode of Just Another Pod. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did like it, you know, leave a review, share it. Let me know how you felt about it. 
and also if you guys ever want to uh, join the podcast or you have any topic that you want to talk about you know let me know and we can make something happen um, but um, until next time